Jen, it's Fantasy Festivus and time to air your fantasy grievances. Who let you down this week? This feels even just weird to even talk about, to be honest, but I'm going to go with the Detroit offense. Uh, right. Yeah. It's strange to to come to expect productiveness from the, from the Detroit offense, but so far through the first four weeks we had, I mean they just completely crapped the bed. Let's just go over some of the some some of the the key the key players here. Jared Goff five point nine fantasy points. Ugh. Jamal Williams in place of a hurt DeAndre Swift five point six fantasy points. Half PPR, half PPR. Amonra St. Brown, 3.8 half PPR points. Yes, he was he was hurt, but still. Uh, and TJ Hawkinson, 1.1 half PPR Ugh. fantasy points. Ugh. Now, from a personal level, uh, the reason I'm so, so, so let down by this is that I uh, put Jamal Williams in the flex instead of Gabe Davis, who, as we all know, scored 30.6 half no, PPR No, no, Jen. Therefore, I lost my matchup because I picked Jamal Williams over Gabe Davis. Womp, womp. Detroit offense crushed me this week. I'm with you. TJ Hawkinson killed me a lot. I was very much expecting a, maybe not a follow up completely from week four, but at least a little bit more, more than, than 1.1 fantasy right, More than 1.1. I'm with you. Detroit offense, get it together, man. Now let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me are my excellent co-hosts, Jen Akins and Chris Allen. Chris, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing okay. A little tired. Uh, like our director of analytics, Sam Hoppin, I was also out uh, trundling along the streets of Chicago for their marathon this year. So I'm um, happy to be back home. Uh, happy to actually not have to care about what I eat and drink like for the foreseeable future, unless I get suckered into doing one of those stupid races again. But <laughs> otherwise, no, it was a good time being out in Chicago. Got to see, uh, got to spend time with our own John Daigle, a few other folks in the fantasy industry as well. So, uh, but yeah, happy to dive into week six and see what the streaming options are for us. Jen, how you doing today? Feeling lazy. Um, Besides Chris, I mean, you know, because of Chris, uh, I did not run a marathon. I did not. Uh, I did nothing this weekend. Actually, that's not true. I um, took my son on a little staycation. My my husband was uh, in Michigan for a fishing trip, and so I took oh, my right. yeah. yeah. I took my son to a hotel just in town, and we went in the pool in the hot tub and did the room service thing and did the whole little fun staycation with my son. That's and really I, cool. Was, I yeah, like that. yeah, it was um, it was fun. It was a good time. So yeah. Um, and, and was was home on Sunday in time to enjoy some football. So, yeah, not a bad weekend. Brandon, uh, how are you doing so far here in week six? I'm doing good. We uh, we took the kids to OMSI, which is the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry. They had a big, like, Marvel um, ex exhibit. And it was nice. They had, like, costumes and props from the movies. And they had lots of stuff for the kids to do. And, uh, you know, like, big statues of the, the the Marvel characters the kids could take pictures next to. So it was fun. That's what we did uh, this weekend and uh, had a good time doing it. So uh, as a reminder, this is our weekly streaming episode. We'll be emphasizing hot pickups for the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback, tight end, kicker, and defense. Uh, let's check out week five results. Uh, our sleeper streamer of the week, Chris, uh, Ryan Tannehill, rough outing for Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans overall, 23rd. Uh, but your quarterback streamers, Geno Smith, fifth. Once again, Geno Smith, I don't know how he's still a streaming option considering the numbers he's been People don't up. believe, man. People don't believe it's, yet. 
It's crazy. And you said the Saints quarterback, so I'm going to give you credit for that one. At least half credit. So uh, Taysom Hill was second, and uh, Andy Dalton was 27. So I'm going to split the difference and just give you a half point for that, Chris. I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Jen, uh, your tight ends, Robert Tunyon was 23rd. Hayden Hurst was fourth, though. And uh, Logan Thomas is incomplete because he was a late scratch and missed the game. Uh, Hayden Hurst, fourth. Excellent. Excellent for that against against the, uh, the Ravens. Uh, kickers, Matthew Wright was kicker 16, which is uh, not bad at all. Mason Crosby tied for kicker 10. Will Lutz tied for kicker 14. And then your bonus, uh, Riley Patterson tied for kicker mm. 20 as Jacksonville kind of crapped the bed for everybody. Uh, defense streamers, my defense streamers, the Jags were tied for 12th. I'll, I'll take that. Titans tied for 9th. Uh, the Dolphins are just not even mentionable a- anymore at this point. Um, down to their third, qu- third quarterback. Horrible defensive showing against the hapless Jets. Uh, it, it was ugly. I think they were dead last. So, you know, some hits, some misses last week. I I, I think uh, I'll call them wins. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> They're all wins. Yes. Uh, just as a reminder, uh, week six buys, our first bye weeks, Lions, Titans, Raiders, Texans, all off this week. So make sure you get your lineups adjusted uh, in time for those bye weeks and make sure you, your waiver uh, pickups uh, definitely account for that. So uh, our top quarterback streamer is our sleeper streamer of the week. Chris, which quarterback is your number one sleeper streamer for week six? Uh, it was the guy that wound up actually saving a lot of people's fantasy weeks and my own for my recommendations for last week as well. It's Geno Smith. I mean, what has this guy yeah. got to do in order to at least graduate, I guess, from the streaming category and be at least, let's say, uh, you know, one of the deeper options, the guys that one of the guys that this likely has a higher roster ship, but, but you know, it could be floating around like on your waiver wires, depending on the type of league that you're in. But no, I mean, Gino's been great. I mean, the only game that he really struggled in uh, was what, like the week two matchup against San Francisco. And I know that a lot of folks, they probably like in real time, like if we were going like from week one again, when they had their big matchup and Gino like, you know, ends the game and he's like, you know, they wrote me off, but I, I you know, I'm right. I, I didn't write back though. Like that's, that's the line that, I mean, but, in week two, he winds up completely falling off a cliff. And I think folks took it as a thing of like, that's just Gino being Gino. He pops up for a good game, has a bad game immediately afterwards. But San Francisco's defense, I mean, they are, I mean, pick a metric and they are like either top three or top five like in it in terms of like pressure rates, sacks. I mean, being able to limit opposing offenses and essentially enforcing like their will upon like any team that happen, they happen to face. And I know they just lost E-Man. Uh, like to a torn ACL and some of them and like also Bosa's injured as well. So it's like they can have some cracks, but in week two, I guess I can give I can give Gino a pass for not performing well against one of the toughest defenses in the league. But now for this week going against, against Arizona, I mean, they are 20th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. And so far, like outside of that one week, Gino has played not necessarily flawlessly, but especially last week when going up against, again, a tougher defense in the Saints. In terms of, I mean, top 10 in pressure rate, also having at least a a strong secondary as well. I mean, being at least above average in success rate against quarterbacks. Now with going up against Arizona, who last week, I think they played fairly well. They game planned well against Jalen Hurts. I mean, completely taking away the middle portion of the field. But Geno Smith has been lighting things up, not just along the perimeter, but also deep as well. Deep shots to Tyler Lockett last week. Deep shots to DK Metcalf as well. So if they're capable of being efficient, I mean, Geno Smith is 
top five, top six in EPA per play and also completion percentage over expected. It just sets up well for another game where Geno Smith is the one that's going to wind up at least at the very least a top 10 quarterback. If he gets another top six showing, hey, I guess I'm doing my job right. But again, Geno Smith, top streamer for week six. Excellent, excellent. I uh, I kind of think that Seattle Arizona game could be a, a shootout, which I I have mm-hmm. a feeling we're going to mention that game again at some point this I've episode. Got, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, Jen, I wanted to ask this Seattle offense. It's kind of thriving, and we all faded Tyler Lockett all off season, but he's playing really well. Are you comfortable enough putting him in lineups now? Uh, if I had him, going. I would, mm-hmm. but I faded him because uh, you know, you know, for yeah. all the years, I love Tyler Lockett and I had to stop myself this summer. I was like, I cannot do my normal Tyler Lockett automatic draft, you know, whatever round I, I, I love him. I've had him every year and every, and this year I have very, very little, I don't have him on any redraft team. I know that. Um, so yeah, if I had him, I would feel comfortable at this point. And it's, it, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, we all faded all the different parts um, other than the backfield, because we know it's Pete Carroll and we know that that's going to happen. So we did, you know, I have my fair, I have my share fair of Penny, sadly, and I have my fair share of Walker, which is nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely faded DK and Tyler Lockett. Um, and, you know, I did draft Noah Fant, which is not. You yeah, know, that hasn't worked ugh. out. <laughs> no, I, I've since I've since dropped him. But uh, yeah, I did draft him. But yeah, I mean, I'm just as surprised as everybody else. And you know, in a you know one of those guillotine leagues, I scooped up Gino a couple of weeks ago because I had Tua and uh, thought it was just going to be eh, I don't know what I'm going to do, and now I'm just going to ride with Gino for a while because just ride it out, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stop as long as he's going to put up the points he's putting up. I'm going to keep him in there. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, hearts go out to Rashad Penny. Poor Rashad Penny. That kid yeah. works so Bummer, hard. Yeah. He's so talented. Can't stay on the field. He's just this. This was very freakish the way the injury looked. I just I feel so bad for him. And then going into a contract year, I hope he hope he gets paid and I hope he comes back healthy and just thrives. Um, do you have any concerns, Jen, with the Seattle offense without Penny, or do you think they're going to keep humming with Walker in there? I think they're going to keep humming as long as they can. I mean, I, you know, I kind of feel like there's a point that maybe the rug will be pulled and and we're not sure if this is real or not real, but, um, for now, you know, while they continue to produce, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's kind of exciting. I I don't really, I'm not a big fan of Pete Carroll and I'm not really a big fan, you know, but at the same time, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of cool to watch what they've done with what, I mean, everybody completely was like, absolutely not. You're looking at either Geno Smith or Drew Locke, and everyone avoided both of them. And, you know, it was not something that anybody was thinking was going to be a fruitful offense, and they've completely proved all of us wrong. So it's kind of fun, even though I don't love, you know, don't love the whole Seattle 12-man thing. I find it <laughs> I find it a little obnoxious on my, you know, as a, as a fan, just as, you know, a side thing. But from a fantasy perspective, it's pretty cool to watch. Sure. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Uh, sorry, I, I got us all distracted there talking about Seattle. I thought there were things to mention. Uh, Chris, I know you've got another quarterback for us. Uh, who else can we look to for a streaming option this week? So it's a little bit. It's it's definitely not as sexy as the, the Geno Smith pick. Uh, but I, I I don't know. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo up there, and you're saying not sexy. I don't know, man. Well, that's fair. That that's <laughs> a, that's a good point. Actually, as right as I was saying it, I was like, oh yeah, like people do actually think he is a pretty handsome dude. So not gonna lie. But uh, all right, so it's Jimmy Garoppolo, and this one is just more for the fact, like, not football the... sexy, but regular sexy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he definitely exactly. leads the league in handsomeness. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's it's really it's not just a. Uh, the thing about like Jimmy, because right now San Francisco, 
they're 30th, if I'm remembering correctly, in password over expectation, like through the last uh, the last like few weeks. And they're going up, but they're going up against Atlanta this week. So I do think that that matchup at least bodes well enough, like for him to be considered as a deeper option. Because as of right now, like through through five weeks of play, every single quarterback that's faced them has accounted for at least one touchdown, whether it's passing or uh, passing or running. Because Jacoby Brissett, he didn't pass for one, like when they played against the Browns, but he did actually rush one in from like the four or five yard line. So while we can't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to turn into like Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen or anything like that. He's at least capable enough to move the ball against what is a weaker defensive front. I mean, in terms of like pressure rate, they're about league average, but they're secondary. I mean, they are allowing the third most passing yards like of any team like in the in the league. So could uh, could Jimmy Garoppolo have, let's say, one of those? Let's, I don't know, something along like what was Tom Brady's stat line from this week was like 315 passing yards and one touchdown. That's good enough, right? Yeah. For at least good our enough. purposes. And I do think at least with the way that Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing. He's got the guys to create yards after the catch. George Kittle is starting to look like an actual human being or like an actual NFL player over the last like week or so. And so if he gets all of those guys in play and like throw in Debo Samuel, of course, and then Brandon, Ayuk, any, any of the rest of those guys, and then he could at least have a decent passing game, toss in a touchdown. You've got yourself at least a QB 14 ish like type of option right now in Jimmy Garoppolo. So going to be at Atlanta Falcons not the worst play possible at least for a deeper play i kind of like it you know on a on a week where we've got bye weeks and injuries and all kinds of things going on i kind of like grabbing jimmy g for a, a week uh streaming option i i kind of like that chris yeah i think it's it's easier i mean to go for i mean the the floor option it just depends on where you're at in your matchup right it depends on where you're at like in your season because if you're sitting at like I don't know, like three and two, maybe four and one, because you've happened to like hop along and like kind of fall into the Geno Smiths or like the Carson Wentz, like big games, but avoided some of his floor games. I mean, it's entirely possible for you to kind of like ride this one week and then wait for some of the guys to either come off by or whatever the case may be. So it's it's possible. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, you, you know, I know Geno Smith is the sleeper streamer of the week, but Geno Smith is he's rostered at 42%, which is a little higher than uh a little higher than Jimmy G, who's down at 29%. So I think that if you can't get Geno Smith as your sleeper streamer of the week, I know I'm gonna be grabbing Jimmy G in a few sleeper leagues. Um, and don't forget, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform. It's got excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners, uh, dynasty redraft, IDP, you name it. It's my favorite thing about Sleeper is that you can uh you can uh, customize it to your preferences um, in all kinds of fantasy leagues. Uh, it's easily accessible, wildly mobile friendly. So go download the app and join or start a league today. Uh, Jen, before we get to your streamers, I heard that Charlie, the baking guy, our friend had a question he wanted us to discuss. Chris. Oh yeah. Oh, he's putting, so on, our... he's putting on his merch. I know I got I got a rep. I got a rep. I'm still our waiting guy. for some bacon. I got to put another order too, but no, Charlie, the bacon guy, if you can like, go ahead and look him up. I actually, I was in Chicago. I should have like tried to stop. Gotten us all like some that. bacon. I've, like, gotten you guys some, some bacon or something like that. That's not Brandon, favorite. but I'll take his, I'll take his. Uh, but no, if you like you listener out there want to be a non-paid and non-affiliated uh, sponsor <laughs> of the show. Said Chris free things. <laughs> yes. Send me free stuff and you'll get your trade read out aloud, like on the podcast. Like, yeah, Jen, exactly. Jen, Jen wants free things too. So <laughs> exactly. Okay. And so 
Charlie, you're hearing that. Like, get, get something get something to Jen, too, please. Uh, but no, this is the trade uh, in a redraft league. So he's got, he had uh, Devin DuVernay and Raheem Mostert, sent him away, sent both of them away, and actually acquired Derrick Henry and David Nujoku, like, in a trade. I believe, if I remember correctly, the scoring settings, like, were full PPR. I think he knocked this trade out of the park. I mean, yeah, top top to bottom. I mean, he just he absolutely knocked it out of the park uh, from the from what it sounds like. He also had, I believe, like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, like up at the top of his roster, too. So he's already has at least decent quarterback one. You know, I don't even want to get into the conversation about Jamar Chase right now. I'm still upset about Sunday night, but there's, there's a lot. There's a lot to be upset about with Jamar Chase right now. Yeah, but on paper. Oh, yeah. On paper, this is a legit squad with the running back and also taking in what is in Joker right now, but the Titan six, Titan eight, like somewhere in there, like on the season so far. So I again, I, I I couldn't think of a better trade myself. So hats off to you, Charlie. Well, I'm going to keep my hat on at this point. I, I agree. And if it makes you feel better, uh, Charlie, I, I will say um, I've seen Derrick Henry go in a lot of keeper and dynasty leagues this year, a lot of teams blowing up their roster and I have yet to see him go without a first involved. So the fact that you were able to get him for a second at Raheem Moster and Devin Duvernay, even without Njoku in the seventh is a good value to me. And I think sets you up really well for the rest of the season. Yeah, I like it too. Um, I will say my, first of all, I just looked, uh, David Njoku is tight in eight in both total half PPR points and half PPR points a game. So he is tight at eight. Um, I like it. I think that right now running back is very disgusting. There's nobody out there. Um, so to get someone like Henry, uh, you know, even if it is a PPR league, whatever he's, he started catching passes all of a sudden, which is great. So, um, I think it's a good trade. I like it. I would do it if it were me. Excellent. So there you go, Charlie. The crew loves crew loves your trade. Keep doing stuff like that, and I'll put another order for some bacon here soon. <laughs> uh, let's do a, a another uh, trade talk real quick before we get to your uh, tight ends and kickers, Jen. Uh, Nick has a ten team uh, PPR uh, is undefeated. Has Lamar Jackson. Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fredette, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Travis Kelsey, and some other guys uh, wants <laughs> to know what they can trade to get Damian Pierce. Uh, I, I'm not sure what you want to do to break up that team. I, I don't know that anyone's going to move Damian Pierce right now unless they're getting Chase, CD, Kelsey, or McCaffrey in that trade, and I don't know that that helps you. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, not so much what would I trade, but what would the person accept? And I, I don't see something that works uh, immediately. What do you think, Jen, Chris? Well, I think it depends on who Nick has at uh, wide receiver. I mean, if he's, you know, like if he's if he's hurting, because Nick has, you know, between Chase, CD, Godwin, I mean, Jacoby Myers is even coming on. Like if this guy or gal um, is hurting at receiver, you may be able to, you know, fend up, you know, give, give away one of the guys that maybe you don't need, like, you know, package a, a Jacoby Myers and, and a Godwin or, or whatever, something like that um, to be able to get Pierce. But it's tough to know, uh, you know, without knowing the other side or, or what you're looking for. But that's my two cents. Sure. Sure. Um, Chris, any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you're it's outlandish, but I mean, like the easiest thing for him to probably move like for Damian Pierce. I mean, yeah, the guy's. The guy that has Pierce on his roster is 0-5, but you're going to have to really like send him something that's going to allow him to make up for the fact that he's losing essentially an RB1 like on his squad. So you'd have to look at 
I mean, I don't do one for one trades. So like, I know that Damian Pierce for like Lenny plus or something along those lines, but I mean, you could try and like deal Lamar and see if you want to go the quarterback streaming route. Uh, wouldn't be the best. I mean, but otherwise it's like, yeah, I would go Jen's route of trying to flip like one of the wide receivers that, it, that are doing well, but it just depends on what their roster looks like at that particular position. Sure. Yep. Makes sense. So there you go, Nick. Good luck. Uh, I know we didn't give you a rock solid. Here's the path to get Damian Pierce, but uh, he's hard to get right now. People love Damian Pierce. He's doing yeah. really, really well. Um, okay. All right. So Jen, uh, tight end streamers. Yes. Is, it, is it a good or a bad week to stream tight ends? Listen, <laughs> it's a week, right? I mean, tight end is as <laughs> tight end is as ugly as it's I think ever been. I feel like we say this every year, and here we are. And it's funny because I finally got rid of writing the tight end streaming article, and I'm I, I'm having these weird like you know flashbacks to here I am again preparing tight end streamers for this pod. <laughs> but um, it's ugly. I mean, it's ugly out there. Not gonna lie, but whatever. You know, there there's some decent options this week. So I'll say it's a it's a six out of 10 week to, to stream, uh, tight ends, but all right, let's, let's get into it. Shall we? So the first guy is really, um, for our producer, Sal, not necessarily <laughs> my, not necessarily my top streamer of the week. I don't even know if you can qualify him as a tight end, but he is a tight end on some sites. So I'm going to go Taysom Hill, um, <laughs> at home for Cincinnati. I mean, I'm finally giving in, right? I mean, first of all, I didn't, I, I don't have him on any teams and, and, you know, he's, you can't really get him now. And I don't know how long this is going to live this, this whole Taysom Hill thing. However, uh, the saints are hurting, right? I mean, we don't know. Jameis Winston has a hurt back. We're dealing with Andy Dalton. So insert Taysom Hill there. Uh, Michael Thomas still out, still hurt. Insert Taysom Hill there. And then now we've got Olave, who is also dealing, you know, dealing with a concussion, He's out or, you know, he's questionable for now. So once again, insert Taysom Hill. So Taysom Hill is going to be doing things this week. Um, whether, like I said, he qualifies as tight end or not, that's not for me to, you know, determine. I know some sites he's a tight end, sometimes he's a quarterback. He should really be neither. I don't know whatever he is. But either way, <laughs> he's playing Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals are 21st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. I don't even know if we can even use that stat because, like I said, not a tight end. Um, but either way, Taysom Hill is uh, on 31% of Yahoo rosters right now. So if you need a tight end and he qualifies as one on whatever site you're playing on, there's one option. Chris, real quick, um, yeah. I, I, not, not to cut you off. If Taysom Hill is a quarterback on your site and at that 31% Yahoo rostership, is he streamable at quarterback or is it way too risky with Dalton there? No, 100%. Like I would still wind up like putting him there just because – it's not just the rushing, although the his rushing stats are actually hilarious. Silly. Just silly. <laughs> he, he he has he has more rushing yards than Najee Harris. Like That's what insane. do we? Ooh. Like <laughs> it's like okay. So it's like he's he's doing it off of like ridiculous efficiency, but if he's also mixing in like the passes and they're still doing the same stuff, like the cute stuff around the in the red zone that Sean Payton was doing. If all of those packages, like the Taysom Hill package, is getting larger like every single week, and they're still doing that crazy stuff around the around the goal line, then sure, why not? If there's if the if your best option, like if I was just mentioning Jimmy G as a deeper option, I mean Taysom Hill is a much higher uh, higher ceiling than Jimmy G. So if you're going I back like to the evaluation, like looking at your matchup type of thing that I was talking about earlier, if you need some punch, yeah, I would probably go Hill like over Jimmy G. 
Awesome, awesome. And somebody needs to check on our producer, Sal. He may have fainted from all the positivity <laughs> coming out from Taysom Hill. So I hope Sal's doing okay. Uh, Jen, let's talk about your other tight ends. Okay, so second guy on the list uh, is Hayden Hurst. Uh the other side of that of that game uh, in New Orleans, he's also 31% rostered on Yahoo. I mean, Hayden Hurst is not exactly you know, he's not getting a ton of targets, um, but he's getting in the end zone. I mean, he's he's found the end zone twice uh, in the last uh, two games. Uh, you know, T. Higgins is banged up, so that might op- you know open up a little more uh, opportunities for Hurst this week. You know, hopefully he'll get in for the third week in a row. New Orleans is is no slouch though. I mean, they are fifth in fan- in tight end uh, adjusted fantasy points allowed, so it's not the best matchup for him. I just think opportunity wise in that offense with T. Higgins uh, still banged up, Hurst may see some more, and he's been you know consistently putting up fantasy points in a brutal tight end landscape. So he's my second guy. Uh, third guy, I actually have four this week, so I'm going to throw an extra one in there because Taysom Hill is kind of a, you know, I don't know if he counts, but whatever. So third guy I'm going to talk about uh, this week is Will Disley. We talked about that game, the Seattle Arizona game. Uh, it has uh, right now the over under is 52. I think it's the second, wow. I think it's the second, second highest on the slate. Um, so I think on both sides, it's going to be pretty much a shootout. Uh, but yeah, I mean, right now, <laughs> Will Disley is tight end 11 and half PPR points a game. Uh, which is kind of ridiculous, but he is. And, you know, the the Arizona is, let's see, the, I'm sorry, Arizona is 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight end. So that's wow. you know, second to last. Kelsey dropped 22.1 points in week one. Higby, your favorite, uh, dropped 14.2 in week two. And then Dallas Goddard just, you know, put up 13.5 last week. So Will Disley is an option in that offense. If if Gino's dealing, then you know Disley's taken, I guess, or something. I like think that. Seattle's thirty second in adjusted fantasy points allowed uh, to the tight end position. Right. So I mean, Ertz and Disney, yeah, <laughs> I know Ertz yep. is not is not available for streaming, or I would have definitely yeah, put him on not. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, both those guys should go off. Um, I do have one bonus tight end that I'm going to throw in there, and that is Daniel Bellinger of the Giants. I love uh, it. Yeah, mm. Baltimore. He's one percent rostered, so this is you know deep cut if you're in a deep league. Looking for a guy, you know, he's averaging 3.6 targets a game over the last three games. There's not a lot of bodies left in New York. I mean, let's be real. There's just, there's not a lot. So he is, he is an option there. Baltimore's 28th in tight end adjusted fantasy points allowed. And, you know, last week, Hurst just put up a 14.3 on him and found the end zone. So if you need a guy, Daniel Bellinger is there. Um, One more, I'm going to give you a fifth because why not? Well, I'm not surprised. I'm not even going to talk a lot about it, but we're talking deep cuts. Pat Fryermuth suffered his third concussion in in two years. Zach Gentry, random, but if you need him, he's probably 0% rostered. Um, Mm -hmm. Not the best matchup this week. I can't remember who they're playing, but um, he is in my my actual streaming article. But so I just threw in a fifth there just for those of you listening that may be in like a 16, 18 team league and there's nothing out there. Zach Gentry probably is. The Bucks. That's what they play. Thank you. The and yeah, I knew it wasn't a good matchup. Yeah. In those deep leagues, I just wanted to ask Greg Dulcich uh, was designated to return from IR. So they have 21 days to activate mm-hmm. him. I don't know if he'll he'll be active this week. Is now a time to maybe pick him up or? Yeah, he was in my stash article last week. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. To, yeah. I think we should definitely pick him up. It's tough though, because the, you know, the, it's been a rotating carousel of tight ends in, in Denver. Maybe they'll decide to go with him. They really liked him in the preseason, but you know, it's been that, that the duo of Eric's Eric Sauerberg and Tomlinson and then Alberto, you know, it's been kind of a, a lot of nothing at the tight end position for Denver. Um, but you know, Dulcich may be a guy that, uh, like you said, in those deeper leagues, grab him. Cause you never know. He may stand out once he gets back. 
Excellent, excellent. Uh, Bryce wanted to know if uh, he, they should accept uh, Jamar Chase and Tyler Lockett for Cooper Cup. Uh, I, I just am not eager to trade Cooper Cup, so I, I wouldn't do that. Any disagreement? No, no, I don't. Okay. I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, let's just no. keep Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, Michael uh, asked, should should I trade Henry Debo, DK Goddard for Cup, Lamb, Connor, and Pitts? That's a big one. I, I have to look at it for a second <laughs> Henry for an eight player trade. Uh, so you're getting a bunch of hurt guys. Yeah. And Cup and lamb. I I'd probably yeah. keep Henry That's Debo, DK and Goddard, but I don't really care. I'm okay. Pitts and Connor are hurt too. I mean, you're basically getting three hurt guys in cup. Yeah. I think I'd rather keep the running back depth if I possibly could by holding on to Henry's. Uh, yeah. It looks cool with cup on the other side, but then you see yeah. like, Pitts, James Conner. Nah, yeah. Goddard's been good. Should Goddard's fine. Good. Yeah, yeah. Debo's great. DK, yeah, I'd, DK's I'd solid it. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd probably hold put. on. Yeah. I'd keep all that. Okay. All right, uh, Jen, let's talk kickers. Everybody's favorite segment. Um, That's really, right. Really just mine, but I'm all about it. So, okay. So, kicker, once again, I'm going to bring up that Arizona-Seattle game because here we are again, shootout, points, kicker, all that stuff. So my number one kicker this week, the kick, first of all, before I even get into this, kicker <clears throat> is the weirdest I've ever seen it. You know, you guys know I've been doing kicker <laughs> and co- covering kicker for seven seasons now for 444. Yeah. And this is the most like injury crazy that it's ever been. I mean, where it's like every day there's a new name. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who's kicking for this team. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, <clears throat> so my number one kicker this week is insert Arizona kicker um, at Seattle. Matt Prater has a hip injury. He's for, he's only 14% rostered. So if he does come back, solid pickup. You got Matt Amendola, who's only 1% rostered. Um, he kicked last week. However, he did miss a game-tying field goal for them. So they may decide to switch it up and bring someone completely new in this week that we don't know about. So it's just kind of like whoever ends up kicking for Arizona um, is in a great spot. Like I said, the over-under that game is 52. Arizona's right now favored by two and a half on the road, and their uh, team implied total is 26.75. So whoever ends up kicking, I think, is is, is my streamer of the week. Um, hopefully it's Matt Prater. I mean, I don't know. It's tough to tell with a hip. I don't know how, you know, last year Rodrigo Blankenship had a hip and never came back. So um, it's tough to tell. But so that's my number one kicker, whether it's Prater, Amendola, or other. Um, whoever is the Arizona kicker is my guy there. Uh, second guy is another twofer, unfortunately, and that is going to be either Dustin Hopkins or Taylor Bertolette. Um, I'm sure that you've never heard of per- Taylor Bertolette. Taylor Bertolette put up 12 fantasy points last week for the Chargers. Yes, he All did. Right. And, I went, and I went, who is this guy? I know. Yeah. Right? So Dustin Hopkins, Dustin Hopkins has a quadriceps injury. So whether or not it's him, you know. Hopkins is 18% rostered. Bertolette is still a big fat zero um, as far as rostered. So either one of those guys, the Chargers uh, are favored by five and a half, and they are implied for 25.75 points. So, um, you know, once again, a good pickup, either one of those guys. Third kicker in this um, is the other side of that Arizona game, and that is Jason Myers at home against Arizona. He's only 3% rostered. He's been doing well. He's had three double-digit fantasy points in a row. I mean, once again, just like all of Seattle offense has surprised us, it, it trickles down to the kicker too. So um, they are actually uh, the underdogs at home in that game, like I said, by two and a half points. Um, but they're still implied for 24.25. So, you know, once again, he's uh, he's kind of your deep-cut guy because he's, he's available in 97% of leagues. Uh, but Jason Myers is, you know, solid. He's, like I said, three double-digit games in a row. Can't really beat that. 
it really seems weird. Not only is kicker uh, the results, not only have the results been, you know, throw a dart uh, compared to re- recent seasons. It's also, we have consistent weeks where we don't know who's going to be kicking. We have teams that are dropping their kicker to their practice squad on Mondays and then elevating them Saturdays. Like that's yeah. happening regularly. Yeah, I mean, I had to put a, I had to put one other clause in my streaming article this week. You know, Robbie Gold is hurt. He's got a knee yeah. injury and they don't have anyone. They did sign Sam Sloman today. So once again, he's playable this week as well. If they stay with Sam Sloman by the weekend, who knows? You know, <laughs> they signed him today, but you know, and Robbie, I mean, I think I don't know. I would think a knee injury probably inhibits inhibits kicking, um, d- regardless of which leg it is. So um, you know, Sam Sloman is a plant leg. Oh, is it? I, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. I would think either one is probably not great to have. Yeah. I mean, you have a knee injury right now. Could you get out there and plant and kick, Chris? If they paid me hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> I would certainly try. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, it, it's a very weird week. And like I said in my article, I will continue to update it as the week goes on just because it's such a cluster and there's just like a revolving door of kickers on pretty much every team. There's like not very many solid kickers at the moment, which is pretty weird. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, Chris, um, do I get a cut if I come and pick you up off the field after you try? You'll get I'll give you five percent of whatever I earn for that okay. for my game check. Deal. I'm in. I think that's perfect. Are um, you going to get tackled by somebody if you run out there, Brandon, to do that? Uh, maybe it's very, but if it's Bobby been Wagner happening a lot, cause, that's, cause, hasn't, yeah. that, hasn't that also been <laughs> happening a lot? Bobby Wagner it seems like it. <laughs> yeah. People getting tackled on the field. Uh, what players shoving, you know, personnel and all uh, that. Yeah. Devonte yeah. Adams shoved like a photographer or something like that. That's it's just no violence good. all of all on the field. Like it's, it's no field. good at all. I tell yeah. you, I'm, I need to, I need to get into bowling. I bet that doesn't happen in bowling. That's, that's <laughs> oh, I'm sure not. they have their own share of and their own fights. And bowling. Yeah. yeah. They are, they're, they're holding large blunt objects that, that, that that's gotta be concerning. Murder uh, weapons. Dylan. Uh, I agree with uh, Sal, our producer who responded and said that Debo's ranked higher. I like Debo better than AJ Brown rest of the season, even though both are really good options. Chris or Jen, do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. Okay. All I right. kind of like AJ Brown, but yeah. um, I don't know. <clears throat> My concern about Philly's offense is what's the stat? Like 80% of Jalen Hurts' production comes in the first half. Like they've been just so willing to take the foot off the gas, like once that they once they generate a lead. And while AJ Brown, he still has like one of the highest target shares. If you go to our player stat explorer tool that Sam Hoppin, our director of analytics, has put together over at 444.com. I mean, he's still up. There. I mean, AJ Brown rings up there like target share, air yard share, like all the things that we want for wide receivers. But if the volume, like total volume, isn't there, like relative to the rest of the guys in the league, it's just it's kind of worrisome. That's that's really like my only hesitation. That's all. And Jalen Hurts has actually been really good at spotting double coverage and checking down to his second read. And that's often been Devontae Smith after uh, and Dallas Goddard after A.J. Brown is doubled. Then A.J. Brown is doubled constantly. So yeah. um, so Jalen Hurts playing well is kind of hurting A.J. Brown a little bit Yes, uh, in that regard. Uh, just a little bit. But they're both are good. I don't have like bad mm-hmm. things to say about either player. So yeah. um, let's talk defenses. Uh, number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars are at 71%. But if you grab them last week, uh, they have the Colts this week. Hold on to them. I think they'll do better against the Colts than they did against the Texans and be back to that top 10. Uh, they were top 12 last week, so I guess they weren't bad. But uh, back to the top 10 showing on defense. So uh, I said last week to grab them and to hold them for this week. That would still be my top streamer. Uh, but if you're 
looking for somebody right now, go check and see if the Patriots are available. They're at 42%, which is 2% higher than the threshold we go for. Uh, I'm cheating a little bit, but they're available in literally all my redraft leagues. I don't have a single redraft league where the Patriots aren't available. Uh, Their numbers right now are a little bit skewed because they just blanked the Detroit Lions, but they're still a really good defense. Uh, Bill Belichick knows how to coach defense. They're tied for eighth in sacks with 13 tied for eighth in the league in takeaways. Those are the things I like to look at. And then they place the Brown. They face the Browns. The Browns, they're not as bad as they've been as expected offensively this year. They've been pretty good. Uh, but New England's a really good defense, and it's still Jacoby Brissett. Bill Belichick knows Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Bill Belichick does a pretty good job with game plans trying to contain uh, opposing offense's best weapons. And right now, that's pretty much Nick Chubb. So uh, I think that that's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think that that's going to result in a top-12 finish for the Patriots defense. So I think it's a big step down after that. But uh, I don't mind the flip side of that either. I think the Patriots may win that game. The Browns may win that game. But either way, I think it's going to be a low scoring. So if you get the Browns defense at 15%, uh, I'm okay with that too. New England is 19th in points scored this year. And they've got Bailey Zappi or they've got an injured Mac Jones. So uh, either one of those options is appealing to me with uh, the Cleveland pass rush going after them. And a pretty good secondary for Cleveland. Uh, They're not getting turnovers right now. But I think with those quarterbacks, that could change this week. Again, I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. Uh, Also going to look at Chicago versus Washington. Uh, You know, Carson Wentz is always a a nice one to bank against. uh, Occasionally, I know he's had some good games this year. He's also had some stinkers. Uh, Chicago's tied for 10th of the league with five interceptions. Uh, Kyler Gordon's playing really well as a rookie, and the secondary is kind of piecing together the youth on that defense. The team looks a little better every week. It's it's baby steps, right? It's baby steps, but they're looking a little better every week. they're tied for eighth in takeaways and Washington is 26th in points per game. They're also banged up. So I know they've got Brian Robinson back. I'm so glad to see him healthy, but the wide receiver core is banged up right now. And again, Yosemite Wentz out there just throwing around. So we'll see what happens. I think some turnovers are possible and maybe another low scoring affair there. So Patriots Jacksonville, if you can handle those two, that's great. Uh, If you're desperate Browns and bears are, are options for you as well. So, that's all I've got this week. Uh, Jen, Chris, any final thoughts before we say goodbye for the week? Mm, no. I got nothing. I got yeah. nothing. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Chris, on your marathon, uh, finishing Thank a marathon. You. It's something I haven't done, and it sounds insane to me. So congratulations. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, huge. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless you're like, uh, you know, young and uh, and all that, uh, I wouldn't advise it. Because, yeah, yeah my, my, I'm my not young hurt. or all that. So yeah, I'm definitely not going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to I'm retiring after this one. I'm retiring from marathons. That's it for me. Uh, so yeah, going into kicking, that's going yes. into, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going into backup kicking in the NFL. Uh, it's going to be lucrative. So yeah, me and you, Brandon, we, we're, we're going to make some money. We got a plan. We got a plan. It was my no. idea. What do you mean? Wait, why am I getting shut out of this thing? You didn't ask for a cut of my paycheck. Brandon asked, what do you want Look, me to say? It was implied. It was my idea. You got to see the deal when it's you there, get, Jed. You got to exactly. see it. All right. You got to well, go well, after now, it. Since, since you're complaining about it, you get 1%. There. Yeah, for a, oh, no, no, no. I want her to have an equal share uh, oh. as me. I don't want anything on Twitter about this. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> fair, fair. Fair. All right. Thank you so much, Chris and Jen. Always a pleasure. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Monday Mommy, at Chris Allen FFWX, and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out. Have a good day.